Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 166, yes, this is a special two-hour edition of the show here this evening. Yes, I didn't uh, learn enough from show 164 when <laughs> 90 minutes, but at the urging of my fans, I'm going to try a two-hour show tonight. We'll see. This may be the only two-hour show <laughs> that I ever do for the rest of this year, but, uh, but we'll see. Uh, on this special edition, we have uh, hopefully a couple of guests uh, going to be uh, coming in here. Uh, what I have on, on the plan, on the schedule, is to have our good friend uh, Friggin' Ben, the uh, ringleader of the very popular Llama 80 show right here on Blog Talk Radio, here on the first hour, and also, and then on the second hour, the one and only Cat will be joining us. And uh, who knows what else might, might happen on the show here tonight. <laughs> this might be my last show here tonight. <laughs> um, all that and a lot more on the Dr. Anonymous show starting right now. Any of the best stories that medicine and social media have to offer, this is the Dr. Anonymous Show live on a Saturday night. I have to learn to talk slower, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I'm, of course, your favorite physician host. My name is Mike, but my friends, like all of you out there, you call me Dr. A, and you can always find me at dranonymous.com. That brings you the uh, most current show schedule, some blog posts, and also some videos that I have of myself, including some TV interviews. Very uh, proud of that. You can also go to DrAnonymous.net. 
Shout out to all 224 people who are fans of the page or who like the page or who like the show or whatever Facebook is doing with that now. It also brings you some exclusive behind-the-scenes video of me doing this show. So check that out. You can also go to dranonymous.org, uh, where it brings you to the iTunes page, and uh, where you can also subscribe to this show, and you can also leave a comment. I would really appreciate that. You can also listen to this show live in real time on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Palm Pre, or whatever mobile device that you have out there. Just direct your mobile browser to walktalkradio.com slash Dr. Anonymous. Today is Saturday, May 22nd, 2010, MMX. Whatever you want to say about that. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And the temperature at broadcast time here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters is 63 degrees Fahrenheit. It has been raining most of the day, uh, but as I look out the window here of the compound, uh, it is clearing up a little bit. Uh, so um, so that's good. Uh, what uh, is uh, going to be coming up on this show here uh, this evening, this is a special two-hour show. I don't know why. <laughs> I got roped into this by my fans. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, who I have scheduled here for the first hour is our good friend, uh, friggin' Ben, the, uh, ringleader of the, uh, very popular Llama 80 show here on, uh, the Block Talk Radio Network. So he's not up on my board yet, but, uh, hopefully he will be joining us during the course of the first hour. And, uh, for the second hour here this evening, our, the one and only Cats uh, will be uh, checking in with us. For the second hour, we'll be updating us on uh, a lot of the uh, uh, entertainment news that is uh, going on here uh, this week, actually. So that'll be fun. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Uh, but before we get started here, I do want to thank uh, Block Talk Radio for uh, featuring the show again here this evening on the front page. Thank you very much for that. Uh, welcome to those of you who are new to the show, including uh, Florin, who is uh, in our chat room here uh, this evening. I have been a uh, social media hobbyist since 2005. If you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician in full-time private practice here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And if you're listening live, you can see my shining face in the webcam here this evening if you're in the uh, chat room, you just go to the top of the chat room and uh, you click the uh, webcam icon, and you can see me doing the show live right before your eyes. Very exciting, I know. And uh, just so people know out there, the uh, the video stream and the audio stream do not completely match up. Don't let that shock you. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, man. My cold has been uh, progressing this week, so. <laughs> uh, so, oh, I do see a friggin' bent up on my board here, so I will, uh, I will take my break. And but before that, I will do want to give a big shout out to the people in my chat room here. We do have uh, Florian. 
Corn Burger. Interesting. Uh, we have Friggin' Men, J-Man, Liz, and uh, Kat in our chat room. And uh, if you are one of those people, and I know you're out there who are probably having some problems getting into the chat room here this evening, uh, don't worry about that. You'll be in here to join us in just a little bit. So uh, I will take my break here, and uh, on the other side of this break will be the one and only Friggin' Ben. I guess he's removed the Q from his name. Well, that'll be one of my first questions for him. <laughs> You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a, a member of the Family Medicine Education Consortium. You can get there by going to fmec.net and also a member of the Better Health Network. You can get there by going to getbetterhealth.com. And also a member of the ProMed Network, a podcast. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com. And we'll be right back. Yes, that's right. Curing that pesky rash, just with the sound of my voice. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on a Saturday night. And on the line we have with us now, very, very proud, very happy, the uh, the ringleader of the very popular Llama 80 show here on Block Talk Radio, friggin' Ben without a cue. How are you doing there uh, this evening there, Ben? How's it going there, Doc? What's happening? Hey, you know, you you uh, you are the man. It's uh, it's great to, It's great to hear you here again there, man. Yeah, you know, we we did a show a couple weeks back, two or three weeks ago, and uh, it, was, it was actually fun, you know, because we we took about two or three months off, and uh, you know, and it, of course it's always good to join you on your show, and uh, you know, any anytime you ask, I'm, I'm here, even if I'm late. Yeah, in case. Uh, no, no, hey, you're it's all it's all good, no worries there. If people want to hear more fun, uh, uh, I encourage you to check out the New Year's Eve show with uh, with me and. Friggin' Ben with a Q at that time, and uh, we brought in the uh, new year, and uh, yeah, because the, uh, uh, we, we had, that's right, we had we had nothing else going on, so we uh, we uh, brought in the new year right on the air. Very uh, very exciting. Yeah, we're gonna do that again this year, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> you know, you've only so, got about uh, six months to prepare for the next one. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah, I have to do uh, six months of uh, show. Can you believe it's like it's almost June already? It's almost like half the year is gone. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I know. This year's flying by. Uh, so, so how you been doing? I mean, you you know, you did a show, uh, you know, last week with with uh, with. It sounds like all the uh, all the uh, cast of characters uh, called into that show. That was that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we had Travis. Of course, he was uh, original Woodshed days. Uh, you know. 
And then, uh, of course, Jesse and uh, Dom were both there. And, um, you know, I, I haven't talked to Eddie at all since we ended the witch at the last time. So uh, it would be cool to have him call in every once in a while just to, you know, kind of touch base and see how he's doing. But, uh, unfortunately, we, we weren't able to get Eddie on. Um, but I haven't been able to get in touch with him. So maybe we can get Travis to work on that, get him to call in some sometime. <laughs> oh man yeah i think one of the funniest things from that from that show on april 30th that was like you said in the first five or ten minutes where uh, i forget who it was um they were going to put on the siren or something like that and then uh, you put on the siren you couldn't hear like anything at all <laughs> yeah that's a good siren right <laughs> i kept right. waiting, waiting to hear the siren i'm like i, I want to hear the siren and I, i'm hearing nothing and then we heard, you know, with like the third time he did it, we heard a little something. But if that's their siren, man, I'd look out. <laughs> You're not going to see that fire truck coming. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so let's get into things here a little bit. So, you know, so, you know, we, we, you know in case people don't know, you know, we, uh, we live in the same state here, the great state of Ohio. And uh, there's been some times where, uh, you know, when I drive down to the state capital of Columbus, Ohio, I have to drive right by. Uh, Ben's house, and uh, there's been a number of times where we've been just trying to meet up and hang out, and I've just been an idiot and haven't been able to do that. Uh, so, uh, but uh, you know, sometimes on your show there we they talk sports, you know, and uh, you know, it's I think we should get into this, you know, little Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, you know, that type of thing. Let me just get your uh, your uh, initial thoughts on uh, you know what the heck that series was with the with the Boston Celtics. Or did you, did you watch any of that? Did you catch any of that at all? Yeah, I, I watched every game of the series. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to really say, you know, what, what happened there. Because, you know, I, I, I've watched the Cavs, you know, off and on throughout the year. You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty avid fan of all Cleveland sports. Um, I, I don't know why. <laughs> but that's for another discussion. But, I, you know, I, I, I was born and raised here in Ohio, and I'm a, I'm a fan of the Browns and Cavs and um, – I kind of go through spurts with baseball, and, and, and when I when I watch the baseball, I'm an Indians fan, of course. So uh, you know, I, I watch the Cavs, you know, the last couple of years, and you know, they've they've had you know some of the best records in the NBA, and you know, they've they've played really good basketball, and then of course, uh, like like any other Cleveland team, when they get into the big games, you know, or the playoffs or what have you, they they tend to choke for some reason. And uh, this year, I guess is uh, I guess par for the course, you know, I, I'm, I'm so tired of, of saying, well, maybe they'll be next year, you know, maybe they'll be next year. Maybe one of these years we'll actually win something. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, you know, LeBron's arm was bothering him or, you know, what was going on there. You know, they, they said he did something to his elbow, and, you know, ever since then he, he kind of started playing, you know, bad. But, uh, you know, there, there's lots of rumors going around. There, there's a big rumor that uh, went around last week that, uh Delonte West, who of course is one of his teammates, um, is in a relationship with his mom, um, and I guess Delonte West is about the same age as uh, LeBron is, and of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming his mom's probably in her 40s, so I, I don't know whether that's true or not. It, it's not really being reported by noteworthy uh, news sources, but uh, you know, I guess I, I don't know. And then, then of course, you know, you can always take into consideration that it possibly might be a, a deal of. You know, LeBron knows he's about to, you know, get a big payday someplace else and, uh, you know, be with another team, and he just didn't care. But I, I, I find that a little bit hard to believe. So, 
So I don't know, Doc, and I don't know what happened. Wow, I just did a little uh, little search on that thing here, and jeez. Uh, LeBron James' mom, Delonte West's affair update, James' attorney speaks out. Wow. Man. And they're, they're on reputable sources like TMZ, you know what I mean? So it's got to be yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a picture of it somewhere before the week's in. <laughs> wow, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of interesting there. Huh. And, you know, the, what's funny is, you know, the whole season everybody kept saying, well, LeBron will play for the Knicks next year. And I, I honestly don't see him playing for the Knicks. And, and the reason why I don't, because there's there's no, no championship quality there. You know, his, his thing at this point in his career in the NBA is he, he wants to win a championship. And that, that's just not going to happen in New York. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to happen in Cleveland either, but uh, if he's going to go somewhere, I, I, I probably look for him to go to – um, maybe Chicago, and maybe even Miami. So, hope he stays in Cleveland. You know, I'm, I'm one of the ones that hopes he stays in Cleveland because you know he's a pretty good ball player. But uh, I think that's probably where he'll end up, either Cleveland, Chicago, or Miami. Wow, I didn't even know Miami was in the mix there, man. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, but yeah, that, well, what I've been, uh, yeah, I've been here in Chicago too, and uh, not really sure if that's really going to happen. But that's kind of interesting there. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so what, what's your what's your gut feeling there? If you had to, if you had to guess, well, if I, if, yeah, here, here's my thing. Because I'm kind of torn, Doc. You know, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in LeBron's shoes, and you know, you, you, he he's always been pro Cleveland. And, you know, well, let me. Well, but, but, but before you go on there, let, let me let me let me kind of rephrase it then. So, if he stays in Cleveland, and mm-hmm. um, what do, what needs to happen to get the championship there? Well, we need to get rid of Mike Brown, I think, which of course is the coach. Um, who, who they should replace him with, I, I honestly don't know. Um, but obviously, it, it, Mike is just. I guess he's just not the right fit, you know. Uh, so I, I think they need a new coach. I, I think they need to get rid of Shaq because um, he's just an overpaid uh, senior citizen at this point. Um, he, he had some good games this year. You know, he put up some numbers. But, you know, for the kind of money they're paying him, he, he just isn't worth it in my opinion. So um, I don't know. You know, Dwayne Wade, he's a, a free agent this year. Maybe uh, Cleveland not a – Say, you know, LeBron, you know, we, we can offer you more money than any team in the NBA right now. But if you let us not pay you the whole, you know, tamale, we can pick up Dwayne Wade and you can play with Dwayne Wade. So, I mean, that'd be cool. I know that's probably not going to happen, but <laughs> it'd be cool if it did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if he stays, I, I think they need to, you know, you know, they got Mo Williams and, you know, they got Delonte West and, of course, Z came back, you know, they, they bought they bought him up and picked him back up after they traded him. Um, and, you know, Z, Z's kind of old, too, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he's always been pro-Cleveland, too, you know. You, you get some athletes that are, you know, set on playing for one team and that's where they want to be at, and that's kind of how Z was, you know. So, um I don't know. You know, they, they, he's got a good good core of players there because you know, I mean it's evident looking at their seat. You know, the in, during regular season record. You know, because they got a good record. And so I just think they need to tie up some loose, loose ends and get him a little bit more help because you know you you can't have just 
you know, the one guy, you know, one guy doesn't win, win championships. Now, granted, you can look back to Michael Jordan, but look what he had to work with. You know, he had Scottie Pippen and, you know, and uh, th- those wonderful Chicago Bulls teams that, you know, won all those championships. And, we're, you know, on the, on the other side, you can look at Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. and it, It's all about the whole team as a whole. You know, you got to have a good, solid team that you, you can rely on everybody, not just one person. Yeah, yeah, and and, that, and I guess that's why a lot of people are saying Chicago is a possibility because they have a lot of, um, you know, not like A level stars, but they have a lot of uh, good potential yeah. and uh, kind of B level type of guys there. And uh, but yeah, the New York team's got nothing, um, and uh, I don't know much about Miami these days. Huh. The, the only reason I say Miami is because uh, I, I actually think that's where Dwayne Wade is. Is currently housed, <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. of course he's a free agent. So if they lose Dwayne Wade, uh, they might throw the throw the, the money towards LeBron's way and uh, see if he'll come down there. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple of teams mm-hmm. in the running. I guess uh, Jay Z's team up there, uh, the the Nets is it or is it Clint? Well, I can't remember. <laughs> the yeah. other New York team yeah. that nobody ever talks about. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Because <laughs> yeah. you know him well, and Jay Z are buddies, so yeah. Well, I, I guess uh, yeah, I guess the talk out of Los Angeles now is that uh, Phil Jackson is doing his retirement talk again. Uh, is but uh, uh, what if, what if Phil Jackson came to Cleveland? What how nuts would that be? Yeah, I don't, that'd be pretty crazy. I think that'd just kind of be like another Shaq thing. Though. I mean, granted, he's a coach; he don't have to play, but he's kind of getting up there in age too. But you know, he, he seems to be able to be able to to, to motivate those teams to, to win those championships. So, who knows? That'd be kind of cool, I guess. Mhm, mhm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, because it, it seems like Cleveland needs like not like one guy, but it seems like you know like two or three guys, and I don't know if they can make yeah. those type of moves. Um, but uh, but then LeBron would be one guy going somewhere. Um, yep. Probably taking all all of their salary cap, so that would be one. It would be the same thing. It would be one guy. So yeah, I, I'm I not just sure don't understand that, is. you know, because I mean, most of the money that the NBA players make is from their endorsement deals, and you, you know, uh, LeBron he he's making a, a nice bankroll off of his endorsements. You know, he's got uh, basically Nike and you know Gatorade, and goodness, I don't know, he's got other stuff too. So. I mean, I think, I think he makes more money off the court than he does on the court. So I, I just don't understand why they have to get paid so much, you know. If, if you really want a championship team, spread that wealth around a little bit and uh, get some get some players, you know. Because, I mean, you're going to make that – if you've got a good championship team, then endorsements are going to come in. That's where you're going to make your money at anyway. Right, right, right. Hmm. Uh, and you know, and I've you know, I, I, something I really hate that that uh, that TV stations do, whether it's uh, you know ESPN or whatever, you know, you know, I mean, every time a Cleveland team gets close, they play that whole video reel of all yep. of the uh, Cleveland debacles that have happened in all the sports, you know, teams. I mean, it, do you hate that? I hate that. I know it's the drive and the fumble and <laughs> you know, oh, it's awful. Oh, well, what can you do? Um, and we're close to the uh, Pennsylvania border over here. And uh, so that then yeah. in the same week that uh, that the Cavaliers lost, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins lost their uh, playoff series uh, 
for the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, so since that's since, since that's happened, nobody's watched any sports here since then. <laughs> you know what? Something that's interesting. You know, I, I was talking to a guy at work. You know, because they they're really big on highlighting all those you know negative things that have happened. You know, through the course of history, and you know, with you know missing the playoffs or getting knocked out of the playoffs or. You know, the Indians, the, the Browns, the Cavs, and, you know, of course, the, the shot from Michael Jordan, you know, over Craig Elo back in the day to keep him out of out of advancing and all that. I'm sure you remember that. But uh, my, my thing is, you know, if, if they had an all-around better team, you know, than those, just those one little plays that, you know, have been, you know, been made famous all these years, they really wouldn't matter because then they wouldn't be in that position to begin with. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, great athletes stepping up and, uh, you know, making big plays. And uh, I guess it really just decides the outcome of, of what happens, you know. And uh, it, it's great to look back on all that history, but <laughs> not so much if you're a Cleveland sports fan, unfortunately. So. Um, did you did you follow the draft at all for the Cleveland Browns? I, I didn't. I would just uh... – I, I did. I, I followed, the, you know, the whole thing pretty closely. And uh, all in all, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the uh, the picks that the Browns did. They uh, they picked up some good players prior to the draft, and then uh, they they picked up some pretty decent talent, you know, as far as uh, on the defensive side of things uh, in in the draft. Um, I, I think they've got some uh, some nice free safety and some cornerback coverage, and they've also got some nice line coverage now, both on the defensive and the offensive side. And then of course, uh, Colt McCoy is uh, now a Cleveland Brown. And uh, I don't look for him yeah, to play all this year. Yeah, how do you how do you how do you feel about that move there? You know, it's a good move or is it a bad move? Well, again, if you kind of shift back to the ESPN highlight reels, how they they their new thing when 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 uh, when we picked up Cole McCoy was uh, the Cleveland Browns are uh, you know top college quarterback killers because you figure you you got Tim Couch and. <laughs> You know, and Brady Quinn, and, and kind of look where they're at now. You know that type of thing. We, we really don't have the best track record when it comes to uh, our quarterback recruits coming right out of the draft. But uh, you know, we, we got the you got Mike Holmgren in charge now. So hopefully, he knows what to do with him and uh, can develop him into a, a pretty decent quarterback. But uh, you know, they they got Jake Delhomme, I guess. To uh, I guess they they pulled him in to be the starter, and I'm, I'm, I kind of got mixed feelings about that a little bit, but. It'll be interesting to see what happens, I guess. So we'll, we'll see. I think they'll I think they'll be a little bit better than they were last year. But then again, I don't think they can be much worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so you've been uh, you've been catching any movies uh, the past uh, few months? There, I know. I, I think uh, I think on your show that you, you may have mentioned Avatar or something like that. But uh, did you uh, have you seen any uh, movies lately? Um, a couple weeks back, well, probably about a month or so back now, we we uh, watched the uh, the How to Train Your Dragon in uh, 3D. That was a pretty good movie. Uh, it's a good hmm. family movie. I mean, even if you know don't got your little kids or anything to take to that, it it was actually pretty cool to, to watch that in 3D. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, we went and seen Iron Man 2, and uh, it was an all right movie. Um, I, I think I liked the first one better than the second one, but. The second one was all right, and it had an all right storyline. It was kind of slow going in spots, but it was pretty good. 
I just can't think of anything else I've seen recently that really jumps out at me. I did see the Avatar. I've got that on DVD. Uh, I'm still a big fan of Avatar, so uh, if you haven't seen the Avatar, uh, fortunately you won't be able to see it in 3D now since it's kind uh, in your home unless you got one of them new 3D televisions. But uh, that, that's a good movie. You should check that one out. So, well, what's your, what's your, what do you think about all these, like, you know, is, is like, 3D the thing now as far as movies go? Is that, is that like, what all the, uh, what you think all, all the uh, studios are doing now? Everything is, is, it's not, it's not really good if it's, unless it's 3D. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I've got mixed feelings on that, too, because uh, there's certain movies that they, that they make, and they're not filmed in 3D. So what they do with them is then they, they take a movie that was filmed just in, you know, standard high definition, and then they, they turn it into a 3D movie. And see, that, that's, not the, uh, that's not how you do it, because when, you, when you're in the theater, you, you can tell the difference. At least I can. I don't know about anybody else. When, when you see a movie that they made for 3D, you know, um, where they actually use the technology and the cameras to film it kind of in, with the 3D technology, it looks so much better. Then uh, I, just a prime example. I actually didn't see the movie, but my my friend did, and that was the uh, Clash of the Titans movie that just came out not too long ago. Yeah, uh, that 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 movie was made with with regular high definition um, cameras, and then they, they took it in you know into like the computer lab or whatever they do, and and then they edited in the 3D effects after the fact. So. Uh, from what my buddy said that went to see it, he, he said it really wasn't worth the, the extra price for the 3D because it you know, really wasn't, uh, you know, I, I guess it didn't kind of jump out at you like the, the real 3D movies do. So, so if you're hmm. going to do a 3D, film it with the 3D technology so it looks good on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I want whoa, crap whoa, flying whoa. out of the screen at you, you know, making you feel like you're about to get hit in the head with something. That, that's where it's at. <laughs> well, I admit I've been a slacker, and uh, I don't even see uh, Avatar in the in the uh, in the in the movie theater there. So uh, I'm like uh, really behind the curve on this deal. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about Avatar. James Cameron filmed it, and then they took the the actual film and gave it to their graphic artist, who actually um, like colored and used computer technology and, and to paint over top of everything. And then they they retouched it like three and four times after that to give it even that much more stunning visual color and stuff jumping and popping out of the screen at you. So they they really worked that over real good. I mean, granted they filmed it. And then a lot of it's computer generated, of course, and uh, you know they they just kind of reworked it so that it you know really had the nice uh, I guess visual effects more so than it was anything else. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you make sure you check at least check it out in HD uh, because the HD you know all that color just pops out of the screen at you. You know, in the the planet itself, obviously it's set on another planet. Um, you know, they've got bushes and they got creatures and, and everything has such you know stunning visual you know colors and stuff that it it is it I mean it's, it's fun to watch just because of you know you know what you're looking at because it's not just you know like looking out into a forest and seeing greens and browns I mean there's blues and I mean there's everything I'm colorblind so you know I'm having a good time <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Well, something I saw this week, uh, and actually I have a little audio clip here that goes along with this, is that uh, the uh, the Empire Strikes Back turned uh, 30 years old uh, this week, um, and uh, I saw some uh, some news stories on that. I can't believe it's been 30 years already. Um, yeah. And uh, let me let me play this little clip here from our friends at the Associated Press. Here's some. Uh, there's Harrison Ford in this clip, Billy D. Williams in this clip, the Chewbacca guy, whatever his name is, and uh, Ewan McGregor in this clip here. So I'll play this and then we'll talk about it uh, right after. Oh, well, I think it uh, took advantage of the, of the uh, audience's familiarity with the characters and deepened their relationships. And I think uh, we probably all uh, learned a little bit uh, more about storytelling from the first film. And uh, so I think it was, uh, it was probably a better movie than the first one. Yeah, three, three decades. And you think about it, but it really feels like it's... Uh, it was like yesterday because it has this kind of ongoing kind of uh, life, you know. It seems like a, a fair amount of time passed, but not 30 years. Um, and thank goodness, hopefully, a lot of people will enjoy tonight and a lot of people will benefit from it. Well, it was mainly that we were trying to recreate, we were trying to create the world that we were very familiar with. And um, nobody knows that world or knows how to create it more than George does. And uh, so every day working with him was, was getting back in touch with that world that, we, that I was familiar with for having loved it when I was a kid. You know, I was six when the first film came out. My brother and I tended to watch films till they didn't exist anymore on the tape. You know, we wore out the videotape. And so we knew every line of it. And um, I'm sure watching it tonight, I haven't seen it for years, but tonight I'm sure it'll take me back to being that age. Um, I remember watching that. I was freaked out by that whole movie. <laughs> I forget how old I was. Uh, but uh, I watched that. And it was like, wow, that was. Uh, um, and I, and I think that was one of the first movies I saw like in the theater. Um, so, uh, but I couldn't sleep for days after that because I was just like freaked out by the whole Darth Vader thing. And uh, um, but uh, I can't believe it's been uh, it's, it's been that long since that movie first came out. You, you mean that was Darth Vader in that clip? Yeah, the audio quality probably with that whole thing just probably sucked. So I'll probably I thought it was anything, Jesse's but. mom. <laughs> wow, thirty-four minutes. Like thirty-four yeah. minutes in, that's the first Jesse's mom uh, comment there. I, I wonder where he's at here tonight. Gee whiz. You know what's funny is he uh, he texted me uh, probably about the seven seven o'clock, and he said, "Hey, don't forget about uh, going on Doctor A show." And then uh, he, he's not even here. How, how's that work? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I think I heard you guys talking on on your show last. That uh, so is he going to come back to? Does he is he come back to Ohio to do classes or something like that, or summer classes, or or did I hear that wrong? Yeah, he, uh, he, he attends the summer courses at the Ashland University, uh, about uh, 15 miles north of here. So uh, he comes back every summer and uh, for about two and a half, three months, and uh, goes 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 to school to work on. Uh, you know, I don't know what he's working on because he's only he's got like four degrees. So 
I really don't think he needs any more education or his head's going to blow up. <laughs> well, yeah, if he if he comes by, maybe that'll be that'll I'll get my butt in gear to uh to meet up with you guys and uh we can uh, we can all make fun of uh Jesse's mom. So, there you go. Yeah. That'd be cool. So are we uh, still competing uh, on the uh, the whole B-dubs thing, Doc? Because uh, I think you're the mayor of your B-dubs. i got a little ways to go yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So so where 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 is your uh, – uh, is there one there where you're at there in Mansfield? Or you have, yeah, is it, like, uh, different like three minutes away, actually. Like right oh, there. really? Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's sweet action there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's where I watched many a Cavs game in there, yeah. Oh, really? That's, yeah. that's your place where you watch the sports, huh? I mean, it's not some of them. You know, the Cavs games were fun to watch. Not sure. So I, I what, think what, I'd rather watch football at home. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Really? You, you, yeah, oh, I think so. what, 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 what do you usually get at the, at the B-dubs there, Ben? Um, well, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of really hot, spicy stuff because it really don't agree with me too much. So when I when I order the boneless wings, I, I tend to just get plain and then just kind of dip them in some ranch. But uh, they got some nice garlic ones. I don't know if you've tried those. I forget what they're actually called, but they're like uh, garlic butter or something or other. But they're pretty good. Hmm. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. You get uh, ch- you get chips or any of that type of stuff or. Uh, the the uh, the chili cheese fries are pretty good. Uh, the the nachos are pretty good. Um, mozzarella sticks are good. Um, I don't think I've tried anything else. Uh, I've had one of their hamburgers once. They were pretty good. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. The mini corn dogs, I approve of those. Those are very good. I haven't tried one of them. I might try that next time. <laughs> now, now I'm like uh, now I'm like hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Well, let's see. I have, I have a couple of well, I have a few other news stories here I think that are kind of interesting. So, um there was this uh, there was this guy, I think it was in Massachusetts. And uh he, he uh, and I'm not making this up. So, and I am going to play an audio clip here too uh, before I get your comments here. So there's a guy, I think I think in Massachusetts who went to a uh a convenience store, and I'm not kidding here. He's going to trade his daughter for beer. I'm not kidding. Here, here's the clip, and then uh, then we'll talk about it. A Massachusetts man is facing charges for allegedly trying to trade his three-month-old daughter for a couple of beers. The child and her mother live at a small hotel near a freeway gas station. It's not clear if the father, 24-year-old Matthew Brace, lives with them. But somehow the couple ended up at a nearby gas station where the mother went inside to buy cigarettes. That's when Brace allegedly offered to give his daughter to a maintenance man outside the convenience store in exchange for two 40-ounce bottles of beer. The maintenance man didn't barter for the baby. Instead, he called police. They found Brace and his daughter hiding behind a trash container. Brace was not immediately arrested, but child welfare officials took the baby into custody. Police say Brace will be summoned to court on charges of reckless endangerment of a child. The child's mother has not been charged. Diane Kepley, The Associated Press. Two forty ounce beers for the daughter. Like, what is wrong with these people, Ben? You know what? That guy's a math hole. 
can't even believe that. I mean, I I, I, I saw that story, I read it, and I'm like, that can't be right. And then I read it again, and I'm like, that actually happened. That's crazy. I mean, I'd at least ask for a cake or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got that. I think I think I think that's the real crime. Is that two forty O's? I mean, come on, you know. I mean, hey, of course we haven't seen pictures of the kids, so uh, you know. I don't know. It's, it's oh my all. All. No, no, you know, people, we're kidding. We're kidding. It's awful. It's just, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I should that yeah. should never happen, but that's just uh, that's just that's wrong. <laughs> oh man, let's see what else I have here. Uh, oh yeah, here's here's another thing in the in the creepy column here. So uh, so there's this guy who uh, puts this video cam in a bathroom. Here, we'll listen to this too. A 32 year old man is being held without bond after police say he spied on several women inside a bathroom at this Alabama restaurant. A patron was at the Old Mexico restaurant and noticed something peculiar in the bathroom. Police told television station WTVY they were shocked to find a camera that included footage of at least four people, including two young girls. Anytime you go to the bathroom, you, you expect a certain amount of privacy. And for someone to come up to you and say, you know, I have a video of you going to the bathroom, it's very disturbing. You add in the fact that, you know, you have to go tell a mother that her nine-year-old child is on this video. After reaching out to the victims, officers tracked down the man they believed was behind the recordings. Arturo Ventura has been charged with criminal surveillance and child pornography, and he could be facing even more trouble. Police discovered the Mexican immigrant's work visa had expired when they arrested him. He knew that what he'd done was wrong, uh, and he, he apologized for it, uh, said that he had made a mistake. It's unclear how long the camera had been recording, but police say they believe this was an isolated incident. Brian Thomas, the Associated Press. What is wrong with these people? I mean, it's just crazy. These, these people, they're just, they're just nuts. They're just doing, oh, I don't know there, man. Hang on a minute, Dr. A. I got to go change the tape. <laughs> Crazy stuff up here in the north, though. So don't 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 think we're uh, we're not we're not forgetting you, you northern people because we're we're from the north and they they do crazy stuff up here too. <laughs> oh yeah. boy, yeah. I think I think I think we uh, I I drove away the entire audience, so uh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you were playing that uh, clip, I was watching, and just the, like the chat room, people just started falling off. I'm like, whoa! They must not like that story. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, I'll uh, I'll make a note of that. Don't uh, don't play any of that stuff like that again. <laughs> yeah, either that, you know, either that, or they're they're checking to make sure somebody's not watching them while they use the bathroom. Yeah, that that could be it. Yeah, yeah that, that might uh, be. When I when I got those stories today, and I'm like, well, should I play them? Should I play them? Should I should I just like forget about it? I don't know. So uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. 
See, it's tough. I mean, I, you know, I, I totally respect you guys for, uh, you know, doing two-hour shows. I can't, uh, I don't think I could, uh, I, don't, I don't have that much material. So it's just like. So we, we just make stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we make up news stories, you know. Like Dom and his fire truck that doesn't have a siren. But that's not real. Maybe uh, it is. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, so, so take me back there, Ben. So, so, so were you like bored that week and you were just like, Hey, I want to, uh, I just want to do a show. And, uh, cause, cause I saw it, you know, and I was out of town and, uh, I just saw it when I got back and I caught the last 10 minutes of the show. Uh, so it seemed like it was real spontaneous. Yeah, it was pretty spontaneous cause, uh, we, we didn't plan it. I actually, well, we, we kind of planned it. Because I, I had uh, I texted uh, Jesse and Dom both like the day before to see if you know they wanted to do it, and uh, yeah, they were both like, yeah, we'll do it. So uh, you know, we we jumped on and we wanted to see how it turned out. And, you know, I, I, I personally I, I prefer doing the show on Friday. I, I like that Friday night time slot. But you know how Dom is; he likes to whine and complain and never show up half the time. So uh, his vote don't count no more. So. <laughs> So if we if and when we do come back, it'll probably be on Friday, because I I like the Friday night time slot. Mm. And uh, like I had mentioned on the show, um, if we if if when we do get the show going back up, it'll it'll probably only be like every other weekend instead of every week. So so like twice a month, and then uh, we will we won't get burnt out doing it that way. Oh okay yeah oh, yeah yeah yeah. It's- is Eddie still doing that show, or is he? I mean, was it like the Green Light on Friday night, or something like that? Or yeah, I, I have not. Like I said, I haven't heard from Eddie since you know we ended the woodshed. So I, I I've popped over there to his site, and you know I, I don't see any new shows or anything. So I I don't know what he's doing. Hmm. Okay. Maybe he got deported. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I know when you guys were just kind of retooling the show at some point you were thinking about Fridays or you were on Fridays and then you switched her. I'm not sure about that, but uh, that Friday night's a, it's not a bad time slot there. Yeah, it looks like the last time Eddie did a show was June the 19th of 2009. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. No idea. <laughs> so what you been doing on your time off, man? I mean, you know, just uh, you probably don't even you know, listen to any shows anymore. You're just probably just like, you probably have a real life now. Well, I, I don't know about that, but uh, I, I haven't been listening to any shows at all. So uh, if, I, if I haven't listened to your show or, or if, if you're listening and I haven't listened to your show, if you're listening, uh, it, it's nothing against Joel. It's just I, I've stepped away from the blog talk for a while and uh, st- still kind of stepped away. I'm, I'm not really, you know, back back, you know. Um, but I, I've been working, and uh, for the last three months, I've been working on this uh, this dietary um, program that I've been that I you know have to be on for six months. And matter of fact, I, I go to see my nutritionist uh, Monday uh, for my fourth visit, and then after that, I've got uh, two more visits to go. And then uh, once I get to that uh, last visit, then I can uh, schedule my surgery. Um, so we're shooting sometime uh, August August time frame for uh, for my bariatric surgery, and uh, while that's uh, I guess a little intimidating and scary, I suppose it uh, 
it's it's exciting at the same time. So so that that's pretty much what I've been doing, just kind of uh, trying to change, you know, some lifestyle habits and uh, trying to do things a little bit differently and uh, been kind of hanging out with some people from work and uh, doing the B-Dub thing and, uh, of course, spending time with the kids and uh, I've got both uh, an Xbox and a PS3, so I've been doing a little bit of gaming and stuff on the side too, so. I try to keep busy, watching TV, watching American Idol, stuff like that. So I, I keep busy, you know, doing other things instead of listening to shows and things. So, so yeah. Oh. Well, that's good. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really want to get into it unless you, unless you, unless you talked about it there. But, uh, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting journey that you're on right now. And I know that uh, uh, you and I have kind of talked about it in passing, uh, you know, over the past uh, few months when when we've gotten the chat and. Uh, so it sounds like you're 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 on the path there now. That uh, so it's it's uh, so so the program you're on is is six months on this thing, and uh, um, I presume you know you check in with them or they check in with you every so often just to kind of see how it's going and you know that type of thing. Yeah, about once a month I meet with the nutritionist and uh, we we go over. I I, I keep a food journal of uh, everything I I eat every day, and uh, we we go over you know what I've been ri- writing in the food journal and stuff and. Uh, you know, talk about the things I've been eating and, uh, you know, making better choices and things like that. And, of course, eating certain things, uh, which the the diet's actually just a high-protein diet, uh, lots of meats and cheeses and things like that. Um, because uh, once you actually have the surgery, uh, everything kind of passes through you so quick that, that the, the protein is, is real important to have because, uh, um, look at this, I, I really don't know what the reasoning behind it is, but the, the protein kind of keeps you, you know, healthy and, people uh, that you know go through the surgery and, and even before they have the surgery um, you know they have had some weight loss uh, because it's yep. a whole change in lifestyle have you have you had some weight loss uh, since uh, you started the program here uh, well the last time that I had went to the doctor I, I've lost about uh, 11 or 12 pounds altogether so far just on the, the being on the diet so uh, I'll find out tomorrow if I've lost any more um, I've noticed a little bit change in some of my clothes, you know. Uh, some of my clothes are a little bit looser than they used to be, so. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a drastic weight loss, obviously, but it, it's it's a little bit, you know. Every little bit counts, so <laughs> it's less I've got to take off later. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I presume you're feeling a little bit better, you got more energy, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, we've been uh, going with uh, one of the ladies from work. She's got a little uh, two-year-old boy in the my daughter, and I'm, I'm going to take my son tomorrow. I think we're going to go to the park, and we've, we've been kind of been hanging out at the park uh, on the weekends for two or three hours, and you know, trying to do a little bit of walking and stuff, and you know, just trying to do a little bit of moving around and a little bit more exercise and stuff than uh, you know what I'm accustomed to. So that's a big lifestyle change too. So. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, now, there's a lot of different choices out there right now. I mean, I, I presume you, that they talked about like the whole gastric bypass or the banding or you know that type of thing. Um, um, and have you thought of that or, or um, know which way you're going to go yet? Are you still thinking? Or uh, well, there's actually three different um, 
choices, at least I think there's just three. At least there was three the last time I had actually talked to the doctor. There's the actual gastric bypass. Um, and then, of course, they have a what they call a sleeve, uh, which they it's kind of like the bypass, but it's a little bit different. They, they create a sleeve instead of um, completely rerouting everything. And then, of course, there is the banding. Um, the, the least invasive and, and the more permanent, and I guess the easier... I'm not, none of it's really easy, but the easier with with less future, um, I guess, doctor intervention, I guess, is to, in my personal opinion, is is probably the actual gastric bypass itself. Um, so that that's the one I've actually chose to do um, because the the band itself it, it actually requires quite a bit of maintenance and lots of routine uh, doctor visits and stuff, and it's actually got to be adjusted quite frequently. And um, and then there are complications with it. Um, once you get more active, it, it can actually uh, slip, and they actually have to might have to open back up and readjust it in, internally. So, to me, that just seems like uh, I don't want to go through all that, you know. So, so I, that's why I'm kind of staying away from the band. Um, and then as far as the other two, they're, they're pretty much permanent, um, and you don't really have to to go back in. They wouldn't have to open you back up for anything else. Um, everything that needs to be done is, is done on one shot, and uh, they do it all laparoscopically. Um, there's, a, I guess, a percentage of people that, that have to actually be completely opened up. But, you know, if they run into some sort of complication, when you know, whether it be scar tissue or an enlarged liver or you know something like that, where they actually have to get in and be able to see what they're doing a little bit better. But uh, for the most part, I guess the doctor that, that I'm going to. He's got about a, I think he said about a 94, 95% um, laparoscopic rate. He does he does almost 95% of his laparoscopically. So, um, of course that, that that's good 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 to know because I <laughs> I'm not looking for a big hole, but uh, I guess uh, when you do it laparoscopically, they they do about the six or seven small incisions, which. I guess is a little bit uh, easier to heal from, I would imagine, than uh, one large one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huh. Well, good for you. Good for you. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, people that know you, or you know, even people in the chat room here. You know, we're all pulling for you, and uh, we should definitely, uh, you know, touch base and um, you know, bring you back on the show here, just to, you know, just to talk about that. You know, as the time gets closer, because uh, I know we're all cheering for you. And uh, you know that, that that you're on track here uh, for this summer to get that done. And uh, I, you know, personally, you know, I've had a lot of patients that have went through that, and um, they they feel good and uh, changes their life, and uh, um, it's it's done them a lot of good. In in addition, it's helped them with a lot of their uh, you know medical problems, whether it's you know blood pressure or sugar problems or whatever. Right. You know, I have a question because uh, there's a lady at work that's had it done, and, and we were you know kind of tossing around talking about it one day. And uh, she, she had mentioned that, uh, you know, a lot of physicians um, don't really like to do aftercare, you know, don't like to be the, I guess, the family physician, quote, unquote, for uh, somebody that's, that's had uh, the procedure done because uh, I, I guess when, when, you know, like for the surgery I'm having done, it, it kind of rewires things and, and changes how uh, things flow into your bloodstream, obviously, because if it, you know, pretty much completely bypasses a section of your, you know, your small intestine and, and, you know, and of course most of your stomach, which of course you still got a little bit of a stomach left there. Um, so, you know, like say for instance you prescribe something, 
I would imagine that's probably going to flow into the bloodstream a lot quicker than, you know, than, than going through the normal, you know, process. So I'm, I'm just curious how that works out. Have you, you experienced, you know, whether you have to modify uh, doses and things like that for medications for certain, you know, of these types of patients, or is it pretty much just kind of business as usual? No, it's actually, it's a, that's a good question. It is not a business as usual. There, there are certain medications that you cannot use, um, basically those that have a kind of extended release, like that are released over a 24-hour period uh, because the mechanics are different. So sometimes we have to change like blood pressure medicines or there are sometimes there are certain medicines we can't use because uh, they are not absorbed in kind of the new stomach area. So uh, usually people get a list of uh, medicines uh, and say, hey, you know, if you're on this, you know, talk to your uh, primary care doctor, your family doctor about switching you to um, something that's not extended release. So that's definitely something that you have to keep in mind afterward. Um, And if people are prescribing you medicine, say, hey, you know, I had surgery done and they may not, you know, this is on my list of something I shouldn't have. So that's a good question. Right. Yeah. I thought I'd ask you if I got the chance to, and I had the opportunity to, so I thought it was a good question. And uh, I, I actually will have to, but basically, I, like I said, I go to the nutritionist, um, well, I go Monday. And then, of course, uh, I'll go uh, once in June, and then again, uh, my final appointment will be in July. Um, and then uh, probably two weeks after that final nutrition appointment, then I'll actually meet with the doctor again. And then, uh, you know, once we meet with the doctor, I, I think he does work and and all that again just to make sure nothing's changed since the, the first time I had blood work and stuff. Now, of course, if there's any other tests like an EKG, things like that, that they have to run, uh, that they can, you know, take care of a problem before, you know, any type of procedure is done. But, yeah, I, I was going to ask him those types of questions, you know, when I got to that point. But, you know, just kind of I thought, thought I would uh, take the opportunity and see if you had experienced that at all and, you know how that works out, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and and just to, just to let you know, I I've had uh, patients who went through that, and uh, they they keep at least the program up here, and I presume a lot of them are very similar that they keep pretty close tabs on you. Um, you know, I think they continue every month for a certain number of months, and then they space it right. out uh, to two months, and then four months, and then they keep. Um, track of certain blood levels uh, because there's there's some vitamins that uh, uh, need to be kept track of uh, because they're not absorbed in there. So uh, so they do a good job right. of that. And um, as far as answering your question about you know would, would somebody like me uh, be comfortable taking care of patients like that? Not entirely. Um, you know I I, I, I do that uh, you know along with the surgeon because obviously they have a lot more experience with that but they you know obviously people who, who went through the surgery have unique problems that I may not be aware of um, right. including things like you know vitamin A B or D or C deficiency uh, right. because um, of the surgery um, but uh, but you know. But our office has, pretty, has a pretty good uh, relationship with, with the uh, with the surgeon's office. That we uh, they always send us blood work. They always send us updates. So uh, so I know I very much appreciate that. That's cool. Very cool. Well, cool, cool. Well, I can't believe an hour went uh, went by uh, so quickly here. So, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but th- thanks a lot for coming on the show here, Ben. And uh, it was, uh, I like this last segment here. We, um, I think I'll I think I'll uh, follow up with you on this. And as far as you know, at, le- at least people who uh, 
who may not be that, that familiar with the process that you're going through. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, they, they, they probably read about it or talked to people about it. There, there's a lot of good and bad information on the Internet, but uh, uh, just kind of following your story um, as much as you're comfortable sharing with people, and, that, and I think you've been pretty open up to this point. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it, you know. If, if, if anything I say, you know, can, can encourage somebody else or, you know, maybe even, you know, as I track my progress through the remainder of it, of course, uh, I'm about, uh, like I said, about three, four months away um, from actually being on the other side of, of after the surgery. And, you know, granted, it, it's, it's difficult up to, up to the surgery because it, it's a big lifestyle change. But really, the, well, once you actually have the surgery done, that, that's when the big change happens because, you know, you have to really learn how to eat again. And it, it, it's a whole, it, it's like starting to eat all over again. You know, it's kind of like baby steps, you know. So I, I'd be more happy to, you know, if you ever have me back on the show, you know, post, post-surgery post or even, you know, before the surgery, you know, I, I'd be happy to more, you know, to, uh, you know, share what I'm going through or what I'm experiencing. And, you know, whether it be negative or positive, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I have no reservations about doing that so just so you know all right <laughs> sounds good <laughs> yeah. uh, well great well hey thanks thanks a lot for, for coming on the show here uh, ben uh, I'll, I'll let you go here for the evening and uh okay uh, we got the, we got cat coming up so uh um but uh, but thanks so much hey it's uh um next time i go to columbus we we got we gotta we gotta meet up and uh we gotta do some uh b-dubs and uh you know, just uh, and, and we're gonna wait for Jesse to come in town too, so we can uh, you know make fun of his mom. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. All right, you have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see you later, Doctor E. All right, so uh, that was Ben, our good friend, friggin' Ben. Uh, check out the the show there, uh, walktalkradio.com/slash/llama80. And uh, I'm going to take a little bit of an extended break here. I know i got Kat on the line here, but I'm going to take a little bit of an extended break here, uh, probably about three or four minutes. So, Kat, if you want to call back or if you want to hang out, that's fine. Um, I will play this song here, and then we will uh, we will come back to hour number two. I feel like I'm on a telethon here. Hour number two here on the Dr. Anonymous Show. Call in right now for your donations. No, I don't know. <laughs> we'll be back for hour number two. Hard break. <laughs> we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on a Saturday night. Yes, that's right. If you're normally tuning in now, that's right. I've already been going an hour. That's what she said. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. For those of you who are coming in for this for the second hour, welcome. You can always check me out at DrAnonymous.com, DrAnonymous.net, DrAnonymous.org. I want to thank my, my good friend, friggin' Ben, we're coming in for the uh, first hour here to chat it up, and uh, um, we're just coming in. Listen to the archives. We're just listen to the archives. Listen to the uh, probably last uh, 10, 15 minutes of last hour, and then uh, um, uh, shared us with us his uh, journey um, of him uh, going uh, through preparation for gastric uh, bypass surgery, and uh, uh, we, we've chatted about it in the past, and uh, certainly wishing him uh, the best of luck and. Uh, Really appreciate him uh, being very open about it and sharing that because uh, I know I have a lot of patients who are going through that journey, um, and if you are too, that is uh, uh, that is a, a good story that I think that you should uh, you should be following there. And uh, I'll have uh, Ben back on the show um, as he gets closer uh, to his uh, date of his uh, surgery. But it sounds like he's doing very well um, up to this point. So thanks so much for uh, friggin' Ben for coming on the show and. Uh, also, I do want to plug uh, the, the New Year's Eve show, the uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day uh, uh, show, where uh, Ben and I brought in the uh, the New Year, and uh, that uh, that's always uh, a good time. And check out his uh, his his show as well. He he is the ringleader of the uh, Mama Eighty show here on uh, Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash Llama Eighty. And uh, I know we just uh, we're just eight minutes into this hour, but uh, I do want to give a plug to our good friends at the top of the next hour, the Annie and Burrow Live Show here on Block Talk Radio, the flagship show. This is only the warm-up show, <laughs> the quality entertainment here on Block Talk Radio on a Saturday night coming up at the uh, top of the next hour. Uh, but uh, coming up right after this, uh, right after this intro, I have to, I have to play cat's intro, you know, so, because uh, it'll it'll help it'll help uh, set the mood <laughs> here. Uh, as soon as I can, as uh, soon as I can find it here, because because uh, this is live radio, and uh, you know, <laughs> if I can find it here, and then we will we will continue with the course of the uh, of the show here. And uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, so coming up right after this uh, short, short bumper music here will be uh, will be cats. That's right. Coming up right now is the night shift with Doctor A and Cat. Right after this.
That's right. On the line with us right now, your favorite and mine, the Warrior Cats. It is Cats. Cat, how are you doing here this evening? Doctor, doctor, here is the news. I got a fantastic loving you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's my that's my uh, WKRP Doctor Johnny Fever insurer. There, I love that show. That was awesome. Uh-huh. Somebody's listening to me, Soul Vulture. That's right, man. Shout out, shout out to a Soulful Sepulcher on Twitter there, who retweeted <laughs> the show here, who who might be the guest in our chat room there. So uh, so shout out to to them. Uh, so thank you for retweeting the show here. So uh, so how are you doing this evening, Air Cat? I'm doing good. How are you, Doctor Anonymous? Oh, I'm I'm like I'm exhausted after like I, I can't I don't know if I could do these two hour shows anymore. I don't I don't know how long my eighty does it. They do these two hour shows and uh, any any girl they do these two hour shows, it's it's exhausting. Uh, you know I don't know how they do it. Yeah, it is hard. I, I, I you know I mean because well yeah no I have done two hour shows before. Uh, when we had the Landview Lowdown, we started out with two hour shows and then we realized that there's no reason for us to talk about a soap opera for two hours. But I mean, when, but you have a show like yours or Annie and Burl, you talk about different things. You know, you don't, you're not just talking one subject. But yeah, it's still hard, even when you're talking about a bunch of different things. So. Yeah, last week we did 90 minutes, and that that was a little bit. And then uh, after after my show on Thursday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, Block Talk Radio, um, I was chatting with my fans. I was chatting with on the post show there, and I know you were there for a little bit. And they said, "Hey, do a two-hour show." Or maybe it was me doing it. Maybe maybe it was me saying, "Oh, I'll do a two-hour show." I don't know, but it's it's tough. <laughs> it's really tough. <laughs> yes, it is very tough. I don't I don't envy you right now. <laughs> now you now you got to keep the 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 flow going with me. Oh yeah, you betcha I will. <laughs> <laughs> So where, where, where would you like to start here this evening? I know you're 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 our entertainment, entertainment and reality show expert here on the Doctor Anonymous show, and uh, which people love you for. Um, and uh, you know, last week, you know, I know last week you thought you were a little bit angry, you know, and uh, got all you know, and uh, people didn't listen to that. Listen to show 164 because uh, it's good stuff uh, with uh, with Cat. Uh, uh, sharing her thoughts on the current reality show uh, situation here. So, uh, so where would you like to start here uh, this evening, there, Kat? Yeah, I, I had a huge rant last week about you know Dancing with the Stars and American Idol, um, and for I guess because especially because the guest it might be the person who tweeted uh, on the tweet deck. I don't normally like I, I don't normally watch that show. I'm only watching it because I have a huge crush on Evan Lysacek. So. Uh, well, good news, anyway, about Dancing with the Stars. He did go through. He's in the final three. 
<laughs> um, and remember how I told you last week, I swear, you know, Simon Cowell is, I mean, I know I'm jumping around, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to American Idol, but I just have to say that he is like a sham in a way, because like he, I guess not sham is not the word I'm trying to say, but it's like he packages himself as this expert right, of what he knows what's talent is and what's good and everything. But I know just as much as he does when it comes to all entertainment, okay? Because I told you last week, the way in order of how good the dancers are, it's the Pussycat Doll, then Evan, then Aaron, and then Chad Ochocinco. Well, Chad Ochocinco was the one to leave, the one who I said was the worst of the four, okay? And then the final three in American Idol the one I said was the worst, left. So my favorite final two is in American Idol. But let's start with, with Dancing with the Stars. Okay. First of all, Evan and his partner, Anna, I guess it's Trebunsky, Trebunskaya, something like that. I, I blogged about it on my blog. You can, you can visit my blog at faithignited.blogspot.com. I started blogging. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, but, yeah, keep going. Okay. <laughs> Um, and I have to well, first let me um, let me uh, comment on something J Man said in the chat room. It's true. He th- well, it's not true. He thinks Dancing with the Stars is six, and that Aaron Andrews is going to win. He told me. I, oh yeah, he he actually uh, posted it as a comment in my blog, but that he thinks that ABC is trying to promote her as the next like Disney ABC type personality that everyone loves type thing. I don't know exactly how he said it. So, J-Man, please write in the chat room exactly what you said because I want to tell it to the people because it was very funny. But um, you can always count on Jay for a good conspiracy theory, okay? But anyway, so Evan and Anna did a Paso Doble to that Evanescent song, which I can't, I don't know the name of it exactly, but it's an awesome song. I love that song. But I have the video on my blog. Uh, And they got a perfect score. All the judges gave them 10. And on the following night, of whenever they do the show, the following night they have the results show, and the judges pick a dance from the night before that they want as the encore dance. So, of course, they picked that one because it was awesome. It was fascinating. It was fantastic. Okay? I am so jealous of his dancing partner. Do you know how bad I want to be her? Do you have any idea? No, I have no idea. Tell, tell, share with us how how bad you want to be the partner. <laughs> I would give I would give one of my kidneys to be his dancing partner. I mean, I would. Really. I love him. Okay, I'm. He's just awesome. So anyway, okay. Jay said she's ESPN slash ABC slash Disney's next great star. She will win and get a new show on ABC. So he thinks that it's fixed for her to win because they're trying to promote her. And as you know, I guess you you may have heard this, you may have not, on The View, the whole controversy about what uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck said about her, and it was a whole big deal. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. Okay, well, and Elizabeth did apologize the day after because she realized that was not a very nice thing to say. She said that, um, she goes, she was surprised that Erin Andrews has been dressing so skimpily lately, or in the last few, the few weeks, 
previous to when she said this, which I guess was a week or two ago. I can't remember exactly, but because of, you know, everything that happened to her about the guy that peeped on her and took pictures and everything. And she said that if he probably was sitting in his jail cell thinking, if I would have waited a few more months or however long it's been, um, I could have seen this without the jail time or maybe a little bit less jail time. I don't know how she said it, but it was kind of tacky, okay? <laughs> it was pretty tacky because she said as bad as that she thought he was, that, you know, she just, she was being sarcastic and rude, basically, okay? So everybody made a big stink about it. It was all a Twitter on Twitter. (laughs) All of Twitter was a Twitter about this, okay? And Jay thinks that that was stage two. He thinks that because, you know, The View is part of ABC, oh, okay, well, let's get everybody pissed off at, you know, Elizabeth for saying this, let's all get her, on, let's all get everyone loving Aaron even more because Elizabeth said this horrible thing. Well, the next day, Elizabeth apologized. She was kind of teary-eyed during it. She felt really bad about saying it, and I could see that. You know, I, first of all, I would hate, because I even worry about even being on Blog Talk Radio. I always worry, I hope I never say anything that, you know, I don't really mean and I'm just being I'm trying to be funny or whatever, and I say something really stupid, and I regret saying it, and then it's already out there. You know, So I can't imagine being on TV where the whole world, or not the whole world, but the whole country is watching you, and you screw up like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, but it's blown over since then. But he thinks that that was all staged, that, that was all part of it. So, But, you know, Jay, he's kind of silly about stuff like that. What, what, why, I, what, what, why, why is that? Because he's a... Because he's a conspiracy theorist. But you know what I told him? I said, well, if she does win, then I'll agree with him. Because if Evan doesn't win, then it has to be fixed. Really? You're, well, you're, no, saying, actually, that right, you're saying that right now. If he just gets fixed. Well, no, I'm sure that, that annoying pussycat doll chick is probably going to win because she is technically the best answer, but it's going to make me so sad. But I'm just praying that Evan's fans will override her fans and that he'll actually, it's, it's, you know, I think that he could win, you know, I definitely think if Jay is wrong and this thing is not fixed, <laughs> that him and Nicole will be the final two, okay, because they are the two best answers. And, but Nicole, like I said, she's technically a better dancer. But the good thing we've got going for Evan is that the most of the voters for this show are women. And so women are more likely going to vote for him, I think, you know. I mean, that's the theory of how Pamela Anderson got knocked off so quick. But actually, no, she got, actually she got voted off, I guess, at about the right time. Because when I was, when I remember when I talked about this in the beginning and I said, Pamela was in the bottom two, like in the very beginning. Then it was a little bit more, oh, it has to be because, you know, the women just aren't voting for her because they don't like Pamela for whatever reason, you know. But because she actually was better than, like, Kate Grossland and, you know, the other people. (laughs) So, but then, you know, Pamela made it far enough along that it was more believable that she just, it was her time to go. 
So, um, but yes, he is in the final three, hoping to make it to the final two, and I'm praying that he wins the whole thing. That's what I would like to see. Because then it would make watching this, this show and enduring an entire season of it worth it. You know Absolutely. What I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, Jay wrote, he'll get all the votes from the gay guys, too. Jay. He's so silly. <laughs> oh, just, just, just say scotches for me. Come on, do it. Los cachos. Los cachos. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, American Idol, go. What, what, uh, okay. what do you got for me on American Idol? Well, American Idol, uh, the final two that I wanted in the final two and that everyone predicted are in the final two, <laughs> and that's Crystal and Lee. Um, they, uh, you know, it looks like Crystal, you know, it, it basically looks like Crystal should win the whole thing. But this past week, Lee did a, a one of his songs was that song, Hallelujah, and I don't know who sings it. Do you know who sings it? can't think of it. Uh, no idea. But it's a beautiful song, okay? And he sang it really well. He had the choir come up behind him, you know. I just love that song. The crowd went nuts. Standing ovation. And for the first time, like usually on Twitter, like in, when, you, when American Idol's on, you'll see Crystal trend. He was trending at number one. The next morning I looked, he was still at number one. And then during the day, he was like at number two. Like, he lit, like yeah, he's always had a big fan base. I mean, he's made it to the top two. But I think he jumped, he doubled his fan base after he did that song. It was so good. And actually, when I do my blog, I probably should, should post that video, too, of his song. So you can see what I mean. It just, you could feel it. It was awesome. It was beautiful. And so really now, after that performance, it really is a toss-up. And Vote for the Worst now has gone and put him on the bandwagon for them because they know, you see, they have nothing they can say bad about Crystal as far as her talent. They know that she can sing. They know that uh, American Idol would like for her to Well, actually, I think they would be happy with either of those two winning. I think that the the premise behind that website is they want to do whatever they can to uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, mm, disqualify the show. Uh, not disqualify. Help me here. Um, not uh, annoy them for one. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it'll 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 come to me. I just I can't I can't think of it right now. Yeah. I mean, whoever they feel like American Idol is trying to push on America, they're going to try to push the one that they want out. That they feel that American Idol wants out. You know, they just want to they want to discredit them. I guess is the word I'm looking for. And uh I was t- I started talking about it last week, and I realized I never finished talking about it, how they have a podcast that they do every week. And, I mean, they have a following, you know. They, um, there's a whole bunch of people out there 
who love messing with this show. And I think it's funny, actually. But at the same time, you know, I'm still one of those, like, I think it would have been easier to jump on that bandwagon and have fun with it had I not had a favorite this year. <laughs> had I not really liked someone, you know. But I like Crystal. And I like Lee. So. Oh. Mm. Uh, somebody um, in the chat room, Stephanie posted, uh, she said that she, I guess she's got a, a, a blog too, and she um, she posted it on, on her website. So it's there in the link. It's there, guys. So that's cool. See, that's how good, I mean, t- I'm telling you, I, I really honestly think that his popularity just doubled at that point. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, you, you have anything else on that? Because uh, I, I, no. I mean, I, I know that uh, I know you, you you've had your picks for the whole season, but uh, um, but it looks like uh, probably they're coming coming through for you. Who? American? I. You mean the shows? You mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I enjoyed these this week's shows much better, and I think part of that was because the people I wanted to get through to the next round went through, and because the shows were interesting, you know, as far as Lee doing that song on American Idol, and then uh, on Dancing with the Stars, Evan doing that awesome dance, and them having it as the encore dance, it was just, uh, it was a good week. For, for those two shows, so. But I know that on Dancing with the Stars, when they announce the final one, provided he's one of the final two, if it's him and Nicole, I know that my heart's going to be pounding because it, it, it literally can go any way. Whereas American Idol, I think I'd be happy with either one of them winning. You know what I mean? Whereas with Dancing with the Stars, I really want Evan to win, and I really don't want that, that Nicole chick to win. You know, it's a real, real difference there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good. Well, hey, so so the finals are next week. Is that is that how it's going to has how it works out? It's they're all next week. Yeah. Well, American Idol is next week. The very final, the final show, and then um, Dancing with the Stars still has one week with three people, and then they'll have. I think that's the way they do it, unless. See, that's the thing. I never watched Dancing with the Stars. It may be possible. Now, how can they do? How can they get rid of two people in one show? I don't know. I don't think that makes sense. Maybe they have one extra week. Mm, but there's okay. three people left on Dancing with the Stars and two on American Idol. So American Idol has one more week. Okay. Well, good. Well, I, well then uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to give us have you give us updates on that deal then. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. And if, and if Evan doesn't win, I'm going to be crying on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so, so we have uh, four dances, two nights. I'm not sure what that means. I have to have that decoded. That's in the chat room. Two nights. I don't know. Maybe it's a double elimination. Yeah. I figure that out. Yeah, I think hmm. Yeah, I I don't think there's two more weeks, so. 
Hmm. So interesting. Um, let's uh, let's take a break here, and uh, we're going to talk about Brett Michaels after the break here, because I know that uh, an interesting angle on one of the diagnoses that he has. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, and yeah, we we have like thirty minutes left in this show. I can't believe it. Uh, so uh, so, Cad, you get to you get to pick the bumper music here. What, what would you like to hear here? And we'll uh, talk after this. Um, either Barney Miller or Hawaii Five-0. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I might even play both, so we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes there. <laughs> oh. uh, so we'll be right back here on the uh, Dr. Anonymous show with Kat, and uh, we have some interesting stories coming up for the last 28 minutes, including Brett Michaels. There is uh, the Octomom is back in the news. I know Kat loves talking about the Octomom, so you have to oh. stay tuned for that. And uh, so we will be uh, right back here on the Dr. Anonymous show. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on a Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio. Coming up in just 26 minutes at the top of the hour, that's right, this is the Annie and Burrow Live Show here on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, on the line we have with us now is uh, we have Kat still with us here. And uh, welcome back, uh, Kat. Uh, you, you're, you're doing a little bit better here, uh, you know, so uh, not, not as angry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was angry last week. <laughs> no now, if you right. made it through, or if one of my two in, in Iowa wouldn't have made it through, I would have been pretty pissy tonight. Really, really angry. <laughs> angry <laughs> cat. I would have been an angry cat. I would have been hissing. Hissing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get a little bit serious here. So we'll uh, we'll talk about this Britt Michael story here. And I have a little audio clip here from our friends at the Associated Press. Uh, and he's had a uh, something different happen to him uh, this week. So I'll play this clip, and then we'll talk. Uh, Brett Michaels is back in the hospital. The rocker and reality TV star suffered what doctors call a warning stroke 
and has been diagnosed with a hole in his heart. The reason I'd love to do this, besides what I'm going to learn from everyone here... Michaels posted the report on his website. It says the 47-year-old was hospitalized after experiencing numbness on the left side of his body, particularly in his face and hands. Doctors say the condition is operable and treatable and likely unrelated to the brain hemorrhage he suffered last month. When I went in to, to do Rock of Love, I had no clue what I was doing and, uh, and just had fun doing it. it was myself. This is going to be a real challenge for me. Michael's expected appearance at Sunday's finale of The Celebrity Apprentice in New York may now be in question. Messages left for Donald Trump and NBC were not immediately returned. Ross Simpson, The Associated Press. So for people who may not know, people who are new to the show, welcome to the show here. Uh, for, so for people who, who may not know, our good friend Kat here um, is uh, trained and is a, uh, is a neonatal intensive care unit nurse, meaning that she takes care of the wee little babies here. And uh, uh, they made a remark of the hole in the heart. The, the uh, diagnosis there is Peyton Foramen O'Valley, and I, I think you may have a little bit of a perspective on that, don't you there, Kat? Most of the time, well, not, I guess not. Yeah, a majority of the time when a baby has, well, we just call it PFO, Peyton Foramen Ovalley, they don't have to do anything about it. The hole will close up on its own. Life will go on. They're asymptomatic. Sometimes they have to do surgery. And one thing I didn't realize is because, you know, I work with these neonates, and once they're out of there, I don't see them anymore. And... I was looking on the Internet, and I didn't realize that one, about one of, 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 out of every four babies, in one, about one out of every four babies, it doesn't close. And um, apparently, I guess when someone becomes an adult, if they've had a, a stroke, then they have to go in and surgically fix it. So that's what happened there with Brett Michaels. Is he had a transient ischemic attack, a TIA and so then they found it. What I'm surprised is they found it as they were doing these tests on him. And um, so they didn't know since the whole the whole time he's been alive. I guess it's you know I guess they didn't catch that when he was a child. I mean I don't know how he must have really. Obviously he didn't have any symptoms, but maybe it wasn't that big. I don't know. I mean I don't know. I guess, I guess because I work in the NICU, there most of the babies are getting uh, the sonogram done, you know, on their heart. They're checking things. So I guess if he probably went to newborn nursery, they never done, they never looked at his heart that way. You know, he was fine, went home, and so they never detected it. But with all the health problems that he's had, I'm surprised that they've never picked up on that before. Forty-seven. Right, right. You know, and uh, uh, if people didn't know already, I mean, he, you know, he is a diagnosed uh, diabetic, has sugar problems, um, which uh, also is an increased risk for stroke, TIA. Um, but uh, it is interesting um, because you know what happened this week is not related um, to what he was in the hospital before um, for his. Uh, you know, um, 
his hemorrhage, his blood on the brain type of diagnosis. So, uh, uh, so he's had a lot of, I mean, and I think he, he's, he's been in the press too saying, oh, I've been in the hospital a lot in the past uh, couple of months. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a, um, he's been, he's been through a lot. It's been rough on him. And, uh, uh, but it is interesting from a medical perspective, how, you know, that has never been picked up before, but I guess, um, you know, you would never suspect something like this because you know, it is, it's kind of a, a rare condition to be still, you know, in adults. Right. Yeah. Most of the time it closes up. So, uh, so I'm not sure if he's still if he's still in the hospital now. I haven't I haven't been tracking that story very closely. Um, if he's been released yet or not? I know when he was released from the hospital uh, following the first episode, there it was it was it was a lot of press. But I don't know if he's still in the hospital now. I have to. Can I? I just have to say what Dr. Synonymous wrote in the chat room because it's funny. The old trans. Transesophageal echocardiogram, PEE, shows the old PFO causing the TIA in the guy with IDDM with recent ICH. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's totally inside baseball, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're really knee deep in the medical field, uh, I think people really uh, completely uh, appreciate that. But yeah, I read that. It's very funny. That is funny. Dr. Synonymous is funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> getting getting a round of applause from from Kat. You're so uh, so good job there. <laughs> um, you know him right in real life. When when oh, I yeah. give a round of, when I give a round of applause, that's a good thing. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm trying to think Poor if there's anything Brett. else. On, Poor on, on, yeah, yeah. You know, certainly wish him wish him the best. He's he's definitely been through a lot, and uh, you know, you know, before all this happened, you know, it was just uh, you know, taking a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, uh, taking. He's getting beat up in the press a lot, so <laughs> so hopefully they'll let up on him a little bit, and uh, he'll be able to recover. I just hope he makes a full recovery and, you know, because he's always going to have the diabetes hanging around. Right, and, right. You know. Wow, you're in the chat room tonight there, Kat. Good job, man. I know. I'm so proud of myself. Normally I can't deal with both things at the same time. And I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe the light's turning on tonight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we've got 18 minutes I, I do i do have some news stories i want to roll through here to get your comment on here uh and and the first is our our old friend the octo mom um and uh if you haven't listened to this show before i think it was maybe about uh, six months or eight or a year ago or something like that we had a great show about the octo mom where uh cat really kind of went off on her it was kind of funny uh, but uh, but she, she's back in the news here this week, and uh, and I'm not joking when I say this. The Octomom uh, had a press conference uh, saying <laughs> – I can't even say this with a straight face. The Octomom had – and I, I have an audio clip here, too. The Octomom had a press conference saying that pets need to be spayed or neutered 
to control the pet population. Here's the story from the Associated Press. All my children have a loving home, but the sad fact is that not nearly enough um, uh, dogs in, are there, there are not nearly enough good homes for the eight million dogs and cats who are um, who enter animal shelters every year. Half of whom must be euthanized due to lack of good homes. Help solve the companion animal overpopulation crisis by simply saying no to octo cats and octo dogs. Always spay or neuter. Um, we're offering her $5,000. In addition, we are um, offering her and her family a month's worth of delicious veggie dogs and veggie burgers. It's, it's really a win-win situation for everyone. Um, we're helping her to keep her and her family in their home, and in addition, we're also having her help us spread the message of spaying and neutering animals. They know my sense of humor, and I like I I take everything lightheartedly. I I I love animals, and I do believe they should be spayed and neutered. Humans, of course, are much different. So the octo mom is saying, say no to octo dogs and octo cats, but it's okay for me to be an octo mom. What do you think, there, cat? I think she's just so stupid. You know, okay, you know I love animals. You know I love animals, and I totally agree they should be spayed and neutered, okay? But what annoys me the most about what she said is humans, of course, are different. Well, yeah, humans are different. They cost a lot more to take care of. Um, you know, you've got to put them through school. You've got to take care of them for at least 18 years, you know, and she doesn't just have eight kids. She's got, what, 16 or something like that, 14? I'm not sure. I think 14. But she's so annoying. Her voice annoys me, and I think it's just hysterical that she's doing that. I, I, I remember reading about this. I think it's it, – you know what else annoyed me, too, about the video I saw? And I think it was probably the same one. She was all there getting her pictures done. You know, the paparazzi was going crazy over, oh, over here, look over here. You know, she thought she was all this glamour queen. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. She's famous because she can't stop having babies because she's whacked out in the head. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I knew I knew you would love that story um, about our friend uh, about our friend the Octo Mom. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad for calling her stupid, but she's stupid. You know, I, I don't want to be so mean, but she drives me up the wall. She's not well. Her voice drives me crazy too. I just have to say that it drives me crazy. It, and it, it's whiny. It's really whiny. It's really hey, you think you're so cute, but you ain't cute. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, 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 you want to say hi to Smitty in the chat room there, man? Smitty! Hey, Smitty! What up, Smitty? You know, I'm sure my voice can irritate some people, too, okay? But I don't, you know, have eight kids and expect everybody else to give me money for it. All right, I'm done. <laughs> what do you call having eight kids, lady? That's having a litter. Humans. Oh, it's different for humans. You know, 
like I said, I love animals more than anything. I love animals. <laughs> but, yeah, it's different. It's even more it's even more important that she gets stayed. <laughs> it's even more important that she gets her tubes tied. <laughs> oh, um, man. All right. So we have, a, we have a couple more stories here, and then we'll we'll close it up uh, here for the evening, because at the top of the hour will be the uh, Annie and Burrow Live show. We we love them. Don't, don't, don't we love them? I mean, they're just they're, they're best. Yes, I love Annie and Burrow. Uh, so, uh, so Kathy, you are a uh, you, you're a, you're a woman of faith, um, and uh, hence the name of your blog, Faith Ignited. Um, and uh, I shared this story with you here, and I wanted to get your your comment on it. I think this this kid, uh, it's a story about a kid. I think it's in New York, um, and he got suspended, suspended for wearing a rosary to school because it was uh, against school policy. Um, And I will play this story here from the Associated Press, and then we'll talk about it. A student in upstate New York, Raymond Hozier, is spending the week home after being suspended from school for wearing his rosary beads outside his clothes for all to see. The Schenectady School District says the Code of Conduct clearly states that beads are not allowed because they could be deemed gang-related. But Raymond and his mother, Chantal, say the rosary is to honor a family member and tried meeting with school officials Thursday to resolve the issue. Bringing up gang-related stuff, and I kept bringing up, this is not about gangs. This is about, you know, his religion and, and his brother. Mrs. Hosier said while the meeting was pleasant, in her opinion, nothing was accomplished. What he was saying was his hands were tied, um, so having a meeting with him today was really you know, not necessary because nothing could be changed. Chantal Hosier believes the school board has the power to change the rules. School board president Maxine Brisport said in a phone interview that she is aware of the situation. But the code of conduct is a place to keep order and discipline, to have a safe learning environment. She adds, I'm aware of the religious reason and symbolic reason. I sympathize and empathize with why he's wearing them. Raymond has been told by school officials he can go back to school next Monday. If he wears the rosary outside of his clothes, he'll be suspended again, however. Kids walk around with bandanas and stuff on their heads, and, and they don't say nothing to them, but right when I wear rosary beads, they want to they um, cause problems on me. Brian Thomas, The Associated Press. So this kid gets suspended for wearing rosary beads outside of his clothes. So people can see them, and they, the, the school officials are saying that it, it breaks their school policy. What, 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 what do you think about that situation there, Kat? Well, you know, it's not very PC to show any kind of love for God. You know, you can, bring, you know, you can wear the bandanas and all the gang stuff, but if you wear anything, anything religious, then God forbid, you know, that's just way worse. It's so stupid. You know, I mean, this is just shows you what, what this country is coming to. I mean, that is such a crock that he would get suspended for having his rosary at school. Like, if he would have been carrying it, was it the fact that he was wearing it or the fact that he had it, period, that people could see it? Yeah, I, I think it's because people could see it. 
is, yeah. is how I understand the story. There. What a terrible kid. I mean, kick him out now. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, yeah. It, it's so annoying that it, it pretty much, you know, they talk about freedom of religion, but the way it seems like things are going, it's just getting farther and farther away from that, especially if you're in any one of the quote-unquote religions that are Christian-based. If you're a Christian in a Christian-based religion or you consider yourself a Christian, don't tell anyone because, God forbid, you could offend somebody. You know, what is so offensive about God? What is so – I mean, if somebody – wants to tell me about their religion and it has nothing to do with Christianity, I'm not going to get offended about it. You know, if they want to tell me, if they want to tell me whatever it is they want to tell me, I'm going to listen. I'm not, it doesn't mean I'm going to accept it or take, like, in, in other words, it doesn't mean that I'm going to start believing it or change religions or anything like that, but I'm not going to get offended by it. I don't. Right. I, I just don't understand where why it's so offensive to talk about God. Why? Yeah. 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 And why wasn't it offensive thirty years ago? Why is it offensive now? It's. it's um, you know, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of his politics. I mean, it, it's, it's like the politically cool thing to do uh, these days uh, to to do something like that. I mean, it's not like I go around and I, I try to force my beliefs on anyone. You know, it's not like I'm one of these people that just goes around and talks about God 24-7 or anything like that. To me, it's kind of one of those things, you know, yeah, I can blog about him because, okay, that's my blog, and if I feel like talking about God in a post, then I can do that because it's my blog, and whoever wants to read it can read it. If they don't want to read it, they don't have to read it. But I'm not going to, like, if I'm in a stand in a group of people just all of a sudden start trying to preach to people, you know, out of the blue. To to me, your beliefs are something that, yeah, you can tell anybody you want. It's a free country. But for me, it's like I'd I'd rather do it when the time and place is right, like if somebody asks me or if we're talking about something and, okay, bringing up God would make sense at this point, you know, or in this case. But, and I would still never do it in a way where I was trying to force my belief. To me, I feel like the best way for me to, to teach people about God or, 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 yeah, teach people about God, basically, is to show my character. And that's why even I kind of felt bad about being so mean about the Akumon because as much as she annoys me, I'm just being real. I'm being human, okay? But it's not a very nice Christian thing for me to call her stupid on the air, Okay. And, you know, part of me is just a little upset about that because I'm like, I've got to present myself and i got to do, I at least try to do what Jesus would do. But i got to admit to you, I'm not even close to being like Jesus. He's just way too awesome for me to ever be like. But all I can do is try, right? And I can't help it. The Octomom drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. We got six minutes. I got one more story here, and I and I, I think I, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna keep it real here because uh, I left this till the end because it's just it's so it's so upsetting to me. So so the story here is that the uh, so there's a kid who uh, plays with matches, and you know most kids you know that young do, 
Um, so what mom does, mom calls her friend who works for the sheriff's office to arrest arrest her five-year-old kid for lighting matches. Here's the story, and we'll talk about it. Well, parents did what I did. We wouldn't have crime that we have now. But critics say this Florida mother went too far when she had a Lee County Sheriff's deputy pretend to arrest her five-year-old son for playing with matches. No matter what the details are, when you see that picture, it says so much. The age in which this is being done is inappropriate. So it's misguided. You want to go to jail, you want to go to jail. And, you know, the little boy's just crying. And I'm sorry. I've been crying since I saw this. This witness shot a photo of the boy with his hands cuffed behind his back. She says the deputy eventually put the crying child in the back of her cruiser and threatened to take him to jail. What she didn't know is that the deputy is a friend of the boy's mother. The mother asked her friend to help teach the child a lesson. I hope it scared him to figure out that he's not going to play with matches or lighters again. I, that was the whole point of it, was to make him afraid that he was going to go to jail. Still, some say a five-year-old is just too young to be taught a lesson this way. John Belmont, the Associated Press. <laughs> Who is the lady crying? I'm confused. I think I, I think I think that's a, I think it's a neighbor or somebody that knows um, okay. knows the mom and knows the kids think, who thinks it's just outrageous. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I used to live in Lee County, so that's kind of wild. But anyway, <laughs> I just had to say that. Um, how does I don't know? I guess to me, five seems so young to even get a hold of matches and be able to light one. I, I mean, I can barely light a match sometimes. Well, yeah, you know? yeah, but I mean, I think I think the point is that I mean, uh, uh, arresting a kid, arresting a five-year-old. Oh, no, no, I mean, no. it's a, I mean, it's just like, yeah, that's like, I mean, I can't even believe that happened. And uh, you know, I put the link in the chat room there of the picture. I mean, the picture is just like. Uh, if you haven't seen the picture, I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, just, it. just um, you know, if you're listening to this on the archives, just do, just do a Google search of, uh, you know, five-year-olds, you know, arrested for matches, and you'll see this picture. And it's just like the saddest picture uh, that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, was this just, I mean, it's like it was a little bit extreme. I mean, all she had to do was tell him no, he probably would would stop doing it. Or did he have a habit of doing this? And she didn't know what, I mean, was she at her wit's end, or did he just happen to play with matches one day? And I mean, because that... I don't know. That seems... I mean, I don't... I mean, I don't... What's she going to do? What's she going to do when he becomes a teenager and tries drinking? Right. I mean, you know, it, well, 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 what's the next thing? You know, I mean, you know, the kid's going to say, oh, you're going to call the cops now on me? I mean, you know, I mean, she's like, she's like, you know, she's out of luck now. I mean, because she, I mean, she can't do anything else now. Oh, well, you didn't call the cops on me, so, you know, then it might not be that bad. So, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's very disturbing to me. Yeah, that is weird. I've never heard of that, actually. I've never heard of a, a cop going along with it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised yeah. the cop went along with it. I mean, you know, she could have told the mom, you know, maybe this is 
like, it, let's say he's playing with matches a lot, okay, and she's worried about it. Then bring him to a doctor, bring him to a shrink or something and see maybe what's going on. Get the matches away from him. Right. Like I said, how did he get access to matches? How does he even know how to light them? I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it, at it from all angles. I mean, I know. I think that was wrong for what she did. I think she went way over the line. But it's just, I, I guess kids that young play with matches. See, I don't have kids, so I don't know. To me, that just seems young to be playing with matches. Right. Right. All right. Well, that was that was kind of my beef of the night there. It's just like, uh, you know, <laughs> that's just. That's way over the line. I mean, that's just way, way over the line. Yeah, I agree. I hope he doesn't do anything worse. <laughs> yeah, that's my point there. I mean, deal. you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, the kid's going to be like, oh, you're going to call the cops now? I mean, I mean, what's mom going to say? Well, no. Well, then that just screws up your whole, you know, discipline thing. So, whatever. There's some crazy people out there. What are you going to do, you know? <laughs> All right. So i got 20 seconds here left. So, so Kat, thank you so much for being on the show here tonight. And uh, we'll bring you back for your, uh, for your reality show updates. And uh, you, can, you can let us know if, if you approve or disapprove of, of what's going to happen next week. Thank you so much, darling. Mwah. Goodbye, everyone in the chat room and listening on archives. Love you all. Goodbye. You can check her out at faithignited.blogspot.com. Thank you, uh, uh, Kat, for coming on the show. And that ends my show here tonight. I'm just coming up right up into the edge. We'll see you uh, next time on the Dr. Anonymous show here and uh, also going on to the uh, Andy Burrow Live show coming up right at the top of the hour right now. There's no closing song. I'll just say uh, goodnight, everybody. <laughs>